it's Tia. It's been a Mississippi minute, but we bite, baby. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Ja. And yep, we back at it like a crack at it. It's your girl, Jiggy, a.k.a. Tanika. Listen, pull up on us. It's time to cut up, because we back. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Koji. And we're back. Pink Sunday Radio. Those are some of my thoughts. So I would love to hear um, from one of you all first before I really just put out there what I think is going on for Mercedes. Does anyone else have, does, you know, any one of you ladies have something that you have? I think she has not reconciled her lifestyle. Like the way that Patrice is able to get under her skin, um, I don't and I don't even know if I'm phrasing it properly. I just don't think she's she is another one that doesn't you don't see her totally embracing who she is until literally two ten. And when she's and even then she's still looking for Patrice's approval. Like, we know Patrice doesn't like anything going on, but when Patrice asks her about the picture, is this you upside down? Do you like it? No, she don't like it. And why are you still at a point in your evolution that you are, A, expecting her to like it, and, B, um, even desiring for her to like it? Like, and it's a, she's still trying to get acceptance from Patrice for who she is instead of accepting who she is, and it don't matter if Patrice accepts it or not. Mm. Uh, which which sometimes happens when you have a lot of trauma. Uh-huh. You know? Um, for some people, they can have trauma, grow, move on in life. And after everything that her and Patrice went through, and you're still, like, her approval and wanting that, I think, has a lot to do with not having a dad, not ha- like, Patrice being her only family in Chocolisa. Like, yeah, I mean, besides besides Terrica, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just feel like that, Sometimes we do still want to hang on to certain family members, specifically your your mother or your father, regardless of what trauma they put you through. And it's sad, but it's true. It's very, her and Patrice had a very codependent relationship. It was very codependent, you know. Um, so I just think she has a lot of. A lot of things to work through. So I agree. I agree with you, Tia. Um, and I also just want to add the the trauma bond, if you will, because they are very codependent. She can't stay away from her, even though you don't like stripping, and you can't stop getting her approval. So that's it. So one of the things I wondered about with uh, Mercedes was, I don't know if I would call it pridefulness or competitiveness, but just her need to to be 
the bottom bitch in every situation involving the pink. You know, I, I looked back, I don't remember what episode it was, but the episode that she stormed out and Uncle Clifford talked to her about dreaming new dreams. She did so much unnecessary stuff here to me. There was no there was no need for her to to be the headliner on this night. Like she is she knows that she's leaving, she's moving on, she wants to do other things. Keyshawn is pretty much her little sister. To me, there was no reason why she couldn't allow Keyshawn to have that moment. Pass the torch to Keyshawn. You're you're going on your way. You want to do other things. Let Keyshawn be the headliner here and support her. But her, her, I don't know if it's pridefulness or ego or whatever, won't allow her to play second fiddle in this situation. So I wondered if that was maybe one of her, her fatal flaws or character flaws and how y'all saw that. So I know for me, and I'm glad you just mentioned that because that feeds right into a thought that I just had. Um, And before I go there, I do want to agree with the the previous about her still having that childlike mentality when it comes to Patrice. And a lot of children who have gone through trauma, they grow up to be physical adults but mental children. Mm. And until you start doing that healing, it's hard for you to even see yourself emotionally mm-hmm. as that adult. So you handle your emotions mm-hmm. in a childlike manner. You handle those similar mm-hmm. situations. But on the mm-hmm. current um, topic, I just had wrote down, I feel like she feels she has to prove her value all the time. We've got, you know, I don't know what her father's situation was, but her mother seems to have always looked down on her in a way and probably a especially since she got pregnant young. You know, she's always trying to prove herself. She's always trying to, I'm the best. I'm the bottom bitch. I'm the most, um, you know, I got the best moves and I'm the leader. I think it comes from that place of I'm valuable and I need people to realize that in spite of what you see because she, she always has to prove herself. She says, I have to prove to the judge that I'm a fit mother. I have to prove to my mom that I'm not a hoe. You know, I got to prove to these girls that I'm the best. And I think yeah. what really said that situation with Mississippi, mm-hmm. I don't really think it had too much to do with Mississippi at all. She, ever since the fall and ever since roulette moves into that space, she's feeling roulette is her, like at first she was in, enamored by her, you know, she thought, man, in awe by her, but then, when they start having their back and forth, it's like, oh, now I got to prove to you that I'm the best. And I just think it comes back to, um, and I think that, like you said, that gets in her way that always trying to prove. She has to find that self-validation. And I think she does along the journey find her self-validation, which is why she's able to then move on. And, you know, hopefully we'll see more of her walking in that self validation versus feeling like she has to prove everyone that she's valuable or worthy. That is my two cents. I agree with I all agree. of that. that she just says, yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, that's one thing that pisses me off when people like dismiss T-Valley, you know? Um, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, that stripper show. You know, 
it really, really gets under my skin because there are real world things happening. And uh, they really tackle a lot of that. And I honestly feel like the reaction towards the show, such as not getting nominations, when you know what you've seen on screen, people don't like to see the harm that they cause to others, you know? Um, they would rather see people being demeaned or harmed or whatever, but this is actually a show about, you know, making it. You know what I'm saying? Making it, surviving. Like, everybody has family, but see, it's a different kind of family, if you know what I mean, you know? Um, and I just, it really bothers me when, when people kind of dismiss this show. Um, I know at first, and we talked about that, what, last week on the bonus episode, how we all kind of felt about the show, like, eh, no, that's okay. But I have yeah. no regrets for, make, for making the choice to watch this show because I was like that, oh, give it and now I feel like I'm defending the show. You know? It's, it's mm-hmm. weird how that happens. You dismiss, dismiss the show, then you go ahead and, you know, basically inhale everything about the show, and then you out here defending the show in the street. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that, that, that happens in this show that um, is real life, and it's ignored in real life, too. So, anyway. I think that's very, very true, that it, it's a show that puts a mirror in front of a lot of people's faces. Like, if you are homophobic, that mirror of what you actually look like in your homophobia on the screen. If you are, um, what's his name, Freckles, in that one scene, even though it's a minor character, if you're Freckles and you are looking down on these strippers who we've watched, how much it actually goes, how much actually goes into what they do, the reason, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If you're that person, you got a, a really bad, like a really bad reflection in your mirror. If you are mm-hmm. um, Mayor Mayor Cadell, you got a really bad reflection in the mirror. If you're the Kyle brothers, you got a really bad reflection in the mirror. And any mm-hmm. shows like that um, have horrible, horrible um, perceptions within those communities because they're mm-hmm. not used to seeing themselves as raw as Katori and the writers present it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So do we want to, is that enough, Mercedes? Do we want to get into Miss Mississippi? Let's go ahead and get into Cricket Letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'll cricket letter, cricket I've, I've extended the time. I've extended the time, by the way. It's, we're already at, uh, what is it, 37 minutes or something like that? We're at 507, so I extended it another 15 minutes. Okay, I think we can do Mississippi in 15 minutes. Yep. Well, definitely. Um, I feel like maybe, like again, I feel like I'm always super obvious. For me, Miss Mississippi's um, fatal flaw is her insecurity um, that she has within herself. You know, she struggles to believe in herself. She struggles to find her beauty. She struggles to find her talent, you know. And it's like, you are beautiful. You have all these talents. Everyone else can see them. 
you know, but when she told um, Mercedes, what am I going to do? I'm just pretty. Mm-hmm. And then goes on to give the performance, <laughs> you know, of, of her life. You know, it, it was a life-changing performance for her. But before she went on and took that little, you know, wobbly step out there to that stage, her thought process about herself is the only thing valuable I have are my looks. You know, maybe that's why she doesn't have the strength to leave the abusive relationship. You know, it's like some type of, I feel like it's just the insecurity within her that we're starting to see her grasp a hold of, you know, towards the end of season two. But I don't know. What do you guys think? To Koji's point about Mercedes, I see those same things with Mississippi because a lot of that has to do with the trauma. And I can't remember who talked about this on the timeline, but somebody actually mentioned, like, when she's not around Derek, we're seeing Miss Mississippi. But when she's around Derek, we're seeing Keyshawn. So her strength, that strength that Miss Mississippi has, and I think when um, Aunt narrated her origin story, um, what she said was the first time that Derek choked her was when Miss Mississippi was born. So while we see the strength in Miss Mississippi, that's actually a trauma reaction. That persona is a trauma reaction that, she hasn't tapped into yet and the trauma from the abusive relationships because those are so traumatic because it's we see the big stuff we see him punching her we see him kicking her but abusers and i've experienced this with the mental and emotional abuse that's probably not the half Mm -hmm. of what happens in that in that house it's all the little stuff that he's probably saying that every day is tapping away at that self-esteem and tapping away at that Mm self-esteem and making her question who she is. We see the strength in Miss Mississippi. We need her to shed Keyshawn and really tap in and become Miss Mississippi. Because Miss Mississippi is the business mind, the way she broke down the – the points on the stuff and how everything works with Rome. And he's like, well, that's standard. If he's looking at her like, how you know this, the way she talked about, you know, the bigger um, customer base when you have lace front wig versus shoes, it's in there with Miss Mississippi, but she totally loses that when she's Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, was Lex on the timeline that talked about the ways that she, she shifts between – Keyshawn and Mississippi. I think she needs to realize that Keyshawn and Miss Mississippi are one in the same. They're all one person. Um, mm-hmm. That scene, um, y'all, that you talked about when she was talking to to Mercedes, to me, that's like the foundation of of Keyshawn's struggle. That idea that you're strong, you're all of these things, and I'm only pretty. Like she knows she's pretty, but she doesn't. She doesn't see the other strengths that she has. And I think that I always talk about, you know, people wanting fifty, eleven different people to handle Derek for her. I think once she realizes her strengths, once she understands that Keyshawn 
and Mississippi are the same. They all have the same strong quality. You are just as strong as Uncle Clifford. You are just as strong as Gidget. You are just as strong as Mercedes. She will uh, understand that she has all the strengths that she needs to remove herself and her children from the situation with Derek. So I agree that the I guess it's insecurity. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but whatever that is, is her fatal flaw, but it's definitely something I think Katori is working us towards her overcoming. Mm. I think a thought that just came to me was that self-assuredness, because you're right, even with murder, she said, look, you don't have no face, you don't have the, like, she flipped it. But I, I love that point that you made about them becoming Mercedes, uh, Miss Mississippi and Keyshawn finding that balance. I think in healing we learn about shadow work. And when you do your shadow work, like a lot of people feel like the darkness inside them is something that they have to either hide from or push away or get rid of. But true healing and true shadow work comes from when you accept and, and find your strengths and the balances in that shadow self and become balanced between that energy like this is my truth this is what's reality to me but there's a time and place for this energy and there's a time and place for that so i think if she as you said if she finds that balance nobody will be able to stop her from anything yep any more thoughts on that yeah i agree ladies um yeah i agree um wholeheartedly with what all of you have said. Um, I also want to add that I think for all of those reasons you guys said is why she is so attached to the pain and why when Derek came to her with the shoes and that's not what she wanted, baby, my feet, uh, they are bigger now. You know what I'm saying? Like he's trying to make her happy, but her happiness where she can truly be herself Right? Because I think she is healing. Like, she's in jail because she's trying to escape. Right? So, I think she is in that process of healing. And I think for the reasons y'all have said, that is why she always loves being at the peak because she has power. She has control there. When somebody is emotionally and mentally abusing you, besides the bruises, because the bruises can heal, but words can tell you to fuck up for life, okay? And you remember those words, right? They're, they, I mean, you remember them, and it just sets in on your self-esteem and who you think you are. But Mississippi, she's on the stage. She has the power. That's something that she craves, and that's something that she really needed, if you think about, to help her tried to escape. Plus, you add on Haley, who has similar experiences and has shown her a better way. Um, and I really understood that because of what she told Diamond. She was like, um, something about him swallowing the key, but her hair is long enough now or something like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I was just trying to make sure, but... Um, but, yeah, I, I think that Katori and the writers did a really good job of, in season two, showing what the pink 
does for Keyshawn. Um, she's, and she's very concerned about Cliff, right? Haley was dismissive, but she was very concerned about Cliff. Like, right. to me, the pink is Mississippi's foundation of strength, of power, of love. Because she gets none of that at home except for her children. So, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's my thought. I agree with all that that she just said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, if there aren't any more thoughts, we can go ahead and... Um, They are. Go ahead. I think that was a good episode, ladies. <laughs> it that was, was a good episode. Pink Sunday Radio is all about keeping you informed of all things in Katori Hall's universe. With that being said, we have exciting news to share with you, Pink Posse. The Hot Wing King is a 2020 comedy drama play by award-winning playwright Katori Hall. It won a Pulitzer Prize for drama in 2021. The play follows Cordell, his boyfriend, and their friends in Memphis, Tennessee, preparing their culinary entry for the annual Hot Wang Festival. The cast are Nico Annan, Bajorn Dupatti, Miles Alexander Evans, Armand Fields, Jay Jones, and Calvin Thompson. Tickets are available at AllianceTheater.org. The play runs from February 10th through March 5th of 2023. What's up, Pink Posse? Have you heard the word? Pea Valley has been nominated for several NAACP Image Awards. Those categories are Outstanding Drama Series, Outstanding Actor, Nico Annan, Outstanding Actress, Brandi Evans, Outstanding Supporting Actor, J. Alphonse Nicholson, Outstanding Supporting Actress, Loretta Devine, as well as Outstanding Soundtrack slash Compilation Album. Now, family, this is what I need you to do. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 10th until the poll closes. Remember, one vote per email. The show will air live on BET February 25th, 2023. Thank you and congratulations to Pea Valley. You deserve it. Appreciate y'all for listening to the show. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio by using the link bit.ly slash Pink Sunday. For Apple Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com. Make sure that listening to the replay, you leave a five-star rating in the review, as well as a subscribe. For Google Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com slash Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify at PinkSundayRadio.com slash Spotify. Hope to see y'all at the next episode.